Let's record a staff meeting. I can't wait. Well, you don't have to. Because <laughs> we're doing it right now. <laughs> Currently happening. Staff meeting. <laughs> Literally, if you'll let me start the show, we'll do it right now. And here's our next call. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our next episode. <laughs> All right, Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Yes, and let it be so called to order. Okay, so Adam. Yes. As you know, our show is part of the Podfix Network. Of course. Well, a couple of great shows have been added to the network lineup. Oh, do tell. I will. And unfortunately, we can only announce one of them. The other one we'll reveal on next week's episode, but... Ooh, cliffhanger. I know, right? Yes. Always leave them wanting more. It's what we do. <laughs> so in any case, we have just added a show called I Shake My Head. Ooh, that sounds kind of like relatable almost immediately. Absolutely. It's hosted by Lisa and Sam and follows the friendship of two funny women in their late 40s who find themselves having some of their best conversations in the car. We want you to forget about your life, laugh at ours, and let our humor be the least stressful part of your day New episodes every Friday, Adam. Ooh, a weekly podcast. That's yeah. fantastic. That's a great idea, isn't it? Yeah. They're hosted by Podbean and can be found in any place quality podcasts are sold. And of course, at podfixnetwork.com. So please check them out, everybody. And welcome to the network. Yes, very much welcome to the network. Podfix, yeah. like a mother... <laughs> that's so weird because I've been talking to the network about about coming up with a slogan. I think you just nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, and that was off the top, man. That was not even, uh, you know, I didn't have to think about that one. Well, I don't think any of our listeners should be surprised by that. Yeah, that's true. At this point, they should just know. Yeah, what people don't know, but I think they suspect, is that right before we hit record, we get out our golden shovels. We that's wash, right. We wash them off, we polish them, and we stick right. them to the dirt because we're about to break new ground. That is what we do. It's what we do. And then, and then we deliver platinum level content. <laughs> you know that never gets old to me, man. <laughs> me either. Not the not the joke. Delivering platinum level content. <laughs> right, right. That, I meant the same thing. Same thing as what you meant. Yep. And we're humble too. You should ask us about it sometime. We will tell you. We'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Speaking of platinum level content, how about we get to today's agenda? I can't wait. Let's break it off. We'll kick things off the way we normally do, and we're going to go through very quickly our top 10 contributors. I'm curious to see how the uh, rankings moved this week. Well, believe it or not, it actually hasn't changed that much, but let's just jump right in. Okay. So number 10 is our friend Tori. Yes. Number nine is Brisky from Turn of Phrases. Awesome. Number eight is Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery. Powerful contributor. Yeah, and I feel like he might be one of the ones that is the most capable of moving up the list. Yeah, he's all over that. Yeah, for sure. Number seven is Sarah Stapleton, of course, from Sarah Hacks for That and Life is Messy. Sarah Hacks for That. Number six, Adam. And he this, this one person is our biggest mover. He was at number 10. Now he's uh-huh. at number six. That would be Science C. McScience face. So, okay. So 
he went from 10 to 6, and he's just ahead of Sarah Hacks for that. Yes. But incidentally, Sarah Hacks for that is awesome. For sure. So she's at 7. He's moved up from 10 to 6. And here's our top 5. Okay. So number 5 is Keith from Pop-Up Filmcast. Right. Mr. News Quick Hits himself. Yep. Number four, remember this guy made a big move into the four spot uh, last time we talked about this. That would be Jim Weir. Yes. Big time move up into the four spot. Yep. Number three is Tiff. Number yeah. two is Luke. Uh-huh. And still in the number one spot is the king of the internet. Paul Chomo. Paul Chomo of Varmints. I do not know how he does it. And I hope Luke is, you know, on his way. He seems to kind of be lost on the highway. Right. Yeah. Who knows? He, he's out there. He leaves his periodic updates. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get an update later today in, in today's show. Yeah. I mean, one can hope. I agree. Okay. So another thing we did last week was we recognized some folks in the 11 to 20 spot. Yeah. This week, I want to do the same for everyone in the 21 to 30 spot. Oh, that's interesting. I'm just going to list them off. So first is uh, Roxanne, who is actually my sister-in-law, and she's hilarious. And I just got to spend the week with her down at down in uh, Austin with our family. Did she give you like the stink eye for, you know, her sister marrying down? <laughs> yes. as well, <laughs> Along with everyone else. <laughs> All right. Also Excellent. is uh, Tom from Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Cool. In the group, you would know him as Percy Thrillington. Oh, to, yeah. Just to pull back the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Derek from The Wild Pitch and Keith's co-host on Pop-Up, Pop-Up Filmcast. Yeah, he's awesome. Next, we have the great Brian Shampoo. And you might recognize Brian. He First of all, he's very witty. But yes. also, he's the one that seems to be able to go toe-to-toe with eating very strange things with Paul. Yeah, yeah. That's 100% true. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench, another great Podfix show. Totally. Laverne and Shirley, weren't it? That's right. And of Kazoo fame. Yep. Also on this list, Adam, my wife. Ooh. Then we've got Brad Cranford, which I don't know if you recognize that name. He is my old college roommate. Ah. Yep. Okay, so also in this group is Andrea Blucas. Okay. And we also have a relatively new member of the group, and that'd be Scott Remfrey. Oh, yeah. He's been chiming in. He's like, I feel like he's moving up. He's a contemporary of Jim Weir, and he's capable of a lot of gold. Yeah, that's for sure. And then rounding out this group, we've got Sam Culper and Hal Robbins, who I'm sure you've seen both those guys in the group. Many, many times. Fantastic. And so thanks. We appreciate everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. Okay, Adam, how about we move on to December birthdays? Oh, perfect. We have a real big one this month. We do, and we have a lengthy list, actually. And Adam, isn't your birthday in December? Chris, my birthday is not in December. You have it incorrect. Now, I understand how you might have gotten that confused because it's Jesus' birthday, but it is not my birthday. Huh. No, I've never confused you with Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. It's 100% true. But, but, you're, <laughs> but you're saying that, that your birthday is not in December. It's not in December. Still not in December. Huh. All right. Well, this person does have a birthday in December. Okay. I think a lot of people have birthdays in December. You like mean, Jesus. I mean, besides you. So, so my birthday is still not in December. Okay. Well, on December 5th is the birthday of John McKay. Ooh, not to be confused with John McCain, who has not yet called our show. Hey, Adam, John McCain died. Listen, I think that our show has proven that... Excellent point. I see where you're going with this. You know, we can get a call from anyone. So actually, we would love to hear from from recently deceased John McCain. <laughs> so John, if you're listening, 
<laughs> you like to call the show. <laughs> really about anything. You can call us about anything. Just call. We, ju- we would just we love need. to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> the recently deceased John King. Well, that's true. He is recently deceased. <laughs> it is, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, and his name is John president. McCain, so everything He's, I said is 100% factual. It's 100% factual. And it's 100% factual that he can potentially call the show. Yes. We are speaking nothing but truth here. And it's also factual that yeah, I think you and I would agree we'd both like to hear from him. I totally agree. And just because we say it in a jovial way doesn't make anything less true. No. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm as sober and serious as they possibly can be. I would love to hear from recently deceased John McCain. 100%. Same. December 8th is the birthday of Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench. Also, one half of Laverne and Shirley. And one, and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, do, did he ever make a distinction as to which one is Laverne and which one is Shirley? No, it's a mystery. Okay. I'd Maybe they know. should decide. Yeah, so either Jim or yeah, or uh, Trisha and, and Shauna, you guys can decide which is Laverne and which is Shirley. Right. Now, I will say this. If you want to hear their origin story and, and a real irony related to their nickname... Then they listen to their, one of their more recent episodes because they tell that story and, and there's a there's a Laverne there's a loose Laverne and Shirley connection. Oh, nice! That's pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. December tenth is Derek Graziano from the Sometimes Geek podcast. Yeah, he has been cracking me up in the group, specifically with topics related to millennials. <laughs> well, I, I think we're getting. I, I posted this. I think we're getting closer and closer to doing a second episode about millennials. I did one. I don't know, probably over a year ago. Oh wow! Yeah. Where I actually had a millennial on the show and we dug into it. It was no joke. We actually had a really good conversation about millennials. Were they eating avocado toast while you were recording the podcast? You know what? Avocado toast was not a thing back when we recorded that episode. That is that is a See, new recent development. That's how you know that it's cool. Because like and true hipster. You know, because you know, you did it before it was popular. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, on December fourteenth is the birthday of Jessica Ann. Oh, the podcasting sweetheart. Yep, and the girl that wears the unicorn onesie with the small horn. That's right. And is just basically a general delight to everyone she encounters. She absolutely is. On December 22nd is the birthday of my wife's stepbrother, John Cummins. Happy birthday, John. Oh, yeah, birthday. Adam, December 25th is the birthday of Jesus. Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is correct. So happy (laughs) birthday. Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Jesus. On December 27th, Santiago from Weird With You, another great podfix show. Yeah. Pod fix like a mother. <laughs> See, that just works. It just, just works. every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to officially submit that to the network. <laughs> to the network. <laughs> and see if it can make it at least on, at least on the website and some of the shows. On the ballot. Media. Yeah. I mean, like, that's how Bodie McBoatface got nominated. They just got on the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> we should run a poll in our group to see what the slogan should be for our network. And I promise you that one's going to get voted the best. Pod fix like a mother is the best one <laughs> also I, I like kind of the energy behind it and you're using it as a verb right oh yeah you have to verb the nouns yeah for sure all right rounding out birthdays on december 28th the other half of two girls on a bench happy birthday to shauna ah one half of laverne and shirley that's right i don't know which half but the other we half. Don't know. it's a mystery that's correct all right that's all of our birthdays let's get started on today's agenda i love the agenda You don't know what's on the agenda yet. I love it. I love this show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Adam, I don't know if you remember, but Uh we did some sorting on last episode. We did, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. 
And so you had a great idea. You went out to the group and said, hey, anybody that's familiar enough with Harry Potter, uh, why don't we sort everybody? Right. And so we have those results. Oh, great. Okay, sorted into the house of Slytherin. We only had one. That would be Paul Combs from the CNC Geek Cast. Aha. Uh-huh. He is our lone yes. Slytherin. There's one in every group, Chris. <laughs> Congratulations, Paul. You're the only intern that's from Slytherin. <laughs> Here are interns that are also mem- members of Hufflepuff. That would be Tiff, uh, Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42, Carrie McGinnis hmm. from Blazing Caribou and Feast on History, uh, Vanessa York, Bob Haynes from the Cretans Guild, Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery, Chris Brayton from More Gooder Than and Podfix. He was the one that gave us the idea of digging into the Harry Potter stuff. Right, right. And the aforementioned Derek Graziano from the Sometimes Geek podcast. Those are our members of Hufflepuff. That's a big class of Hufflepuff. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, here are the members of the House of Gryffindor. That would be Sarah Stapleton. Sarah Hack for that. Oh. Sciencey McScience Face, Corey McCord. Of course. Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench. Nice. My Spouse. And Andrea Blucas. Oh, okay. That's a good little class there. And by the way, Andrea, if I said your name wrong, I apologize. I think it's Blucas. Yeah, so there you go. That's House of Gryffindor. And Adam, here we go. The last house, Ravenclaw. The best house. Kelsey Jane. Yeah. Jim Weir. Julie Kinn from the Station Wagon Podcast. Your spouse. <laughs> and of course, Adam, you and me. I know. How? Okay, I just gotta say, we have a very kick-ass house. Yes, we do. I mean, we got Jim Weir, which is pretty freaking solid. Now, I didn't hear Tori. Did Tori get sorted anywhere? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, well, that's fine. But which, so that, that I, surprised that surprised me that Kelsey sorted got sorted, but Tori didn't. So, so Tori, if we missed you, let us know. But if you haven't sorted, then go ahead and do that because we we'd love to know what house you're in. Well, two quick things. Number one, I'm still laughing at him on the drunk call saying, wait, you actually did research for this call? <laughs> <laughs> and two, after this quiz, um, you know, after this like sorting ceremony that we've done, um, I got the kids to do it because Ooh. Violet kept saying, my, my middle daughter, my middle child and daughter kept saying like, oh, she's uh, like half of one house and half of another. I was like, that's not possible. You get sorted into one house. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, you haven't taken the test. So like, you can't know. And she's like, yes, I did. I'm like, Listen, there's no way you took the test. You don't have an email address. Yes, I do. I have one from school. I'm like, yeah, but did you take the test, the Pottermore test, the official quiz? No. Okay. So then we started all the kids into their respective houses. And guess what house Violet was in? Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. Yes. Wow. Yep. So she's with us. Now, she's honestly devastated because she wanted to be Gryffindor, of course. Everybody wants to be Gryffindor. Everybody does until you and actually my cousin who um, is a humongous Harry Potter fan. She became Slytherin. It rocked her world until she embraced it. And now she loves it. Same thing for me. I mean, with everybody who's not sorted into Gryffindor, you have to deal with that, right? That's correct. My oldest son sorted into Slytherin immediately was like, huh? And then loved it. And my youngest was in Hufflepuff. But you know what? He had a rare Patronus, which ended up being a dragon. I almost grounded him for having a better Patronus than me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I haven't done my Patronus yet. Oh, dude, we have to do your Patronus. All right. Well, then we'll do that in time for next episode. Well, next episode. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about next episode because it's a surprise. I'll leave it up to you if you want to tease it at the end. But not the next episode, but the episode after that, whenever that is, I'll, I'll announce my Patronus. Perfect. Okay, great. Mine is a dolphin. That's very fitting. Right. It is fitting, actually. Smart. 
Like me, baby. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in Miami. That's what I was getting at. Right, but and I'm smart. Right. <laughs> and you have a December birthday. I do not. Because my birthday is not in December. Oh. Well, let's talk about Thanksgiving then, Adam. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as you know, we, we just had recently had Thanksgiving. Yes, we did. It was awesome. It was great. And so we, we've got some things left over from last episode because Thanksgiving happened and we recorded after our last episode. So we've, we've got a little bit of Thanksgiving cleanup. Let's just say that. Right. Which is fitting because Thanksgiving requires a lot of cleanup. Requires a lot of cleanup. So that's what we're doing here. So Keith correctly suggested that going into Thanksgiving, the first thing that has to be established is everyone's toilet paper fr- preference. Okay. This is important. Super important. It is. So no surprise that two-ply toilet paper was the favorite by far. Yeah. Dude Wipes got a lot of votes. That's kind of a new thing that just came yep. out. Super millennials. <laughs> you and Jim Weir voted for whatever the nurse uses on me. That was my secondary option. Clay Groves from Fish Nerds added rag on a stick. Ouch. Thanks, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clay is legitimately a mountain man. So if he wants to use a, a rag on a stick, that's his business. Right. Tiff added leaves of my forest home. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) Hal Robbins said corn cob. (laughs) What what is going? That's your preference, Hal? That's what he said. Corn cob? Given all of the options, he voted corn cob. (laughs) That's better than pine cone. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Lane um, added bidet. Good choice. Good choice. And I've not verified this myself. I've not confirmed. Luke claims that there's a three-ply. That sounds like ambrosia. I don't think that exists. It's a unicorn. (laughs) Right. He swears by it. He swears that there's three-ply. And I'll just say, I'm a little little torn because I'm pretty sure that three-ply, if you're not very, very careful, is going to clog your commode. For sure. That's why two-ply, very comfortable, not going to clog your commode. You know, we forgot to, you know, one thing that was not included in this was the Demolition Man three seashells option. <laughs> right. That's, that's fantastic. Well, we can't choose that because it wasn't part of the poll. It wasn't part of the poll. Dang it. Guys, we missed that. Given the option, even though there might be three ply out there, I still wouldn't choose it. I'm still going to go with my original answer, which is two ply. Yeah, two ply is the gold standard. And unless you have the Demolition Man three seashells, but yeah. and I guess that could be the three ply. But again, not not part of the... Yeah, not, not part, part of the... So I guess it's not even a real answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Okay. So, Adam, did you travel over the holidays for Thanksgiving? Uh, no. No, no. I did not travel for Thanksgiving. Okay. I did. And many other people did. And so, Keith put out another very appropriate poll, which is, how do you prefer to travel? Now, you can speak to this anyways, because you do a lot of traveling. For sure. Uh, <clears throat> we're doing it this time kind of in the context of Thanksgiving. But but either, yeah. either way, how do you prefer to travel? Air travel won by a huge, huge margin. Yeah, because because I think that covered wagon really, people got tired of dying of dis, uh, dysentery. So, you know, covered wagon option probably is no longer the most viable and fun option of travel. No, probably not. Uh, my wife was among those who voted for road trip, which came in second. Road trip is fun. Road trip's great. I'd, I'd still take air travel if I can afford it. Same. Uh, train came in third. I've actually never traveled on a trip by train. Long distance or at all? At all. Really? Yeah, I've never gotten on, on a train and gone from, like, like with luggage and went from one place to another. Okay, yeah. Vanessa York voted for horseback. 
I mean, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. And Casey Jones voted for tandem bike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think between tandem bike and penny farthing, you know, those are two tough choices. <laughs> penny farthing. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> I love your lexicon of antique words. <laughs> I really do. I'm kind of mentally building a, a list of, of my favorite things about you, and that's on the list. I'm an old soul, man. The other one is your love of Christmas. Definitely. Absolutely true. Uh, there's a couple more, and I, they're, they're not coming to mind at the moment. But <laughs> but your, your very generous vocabulary of old words. <laughs> Well, can't you imagine those two like bodybuilders guys, you know, bodybuilding guys with the, uh, the unitard, um, and then they, they, they both jump on in a tandem penny farthing. God, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, if you choose road trip along that road trip, you're going to have to stop for food. Am I right? For sure. I think that the food is the best part of road trips. I totally agree. And so... Paul Choma from the Varmints podcast, he put out a poll, road trip bre- best road trip breakfast. Ooh. Did you want to guess between IHOP, Waffle House, and Denny's, which one which one of these got the most votes? I think IHOP would probably get the most votes, though Waffle House should have won. That was my vote. IHOP did get the most votes. It got 21 votes. That's, I mean, so IHOP would be my close second, you know, but I do enjoy a good Cracker Barrel. Sure. Well, Cracker Barrel was not included in the poll. I think this was just breakfast places. <laughs> These so, polls are unflinchingly rigid, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so IOP came in first, Waffle House came in second, and Denny's came came in last. All right, let's move on. Okay, speaking of road trips, Adam. Yeah? One of our interns, Jerry Orn from Utah, went on a bit of a family road trip recently. Oh, I think over the holidays. You know, you don't know many people from Utah. No, it's true. I think Jerry might be the only guy I know from Utah. In any case, he did us an enormous favor. He recorded an audio diary of his family road trip. Oh, this is amazing. Yes. So it's not it's not long. There's six total clips. Okay. And so I thought what we would do is listen to him throughout the meeting. That's great. What a great idea. Like a road trip. Not everything happens all at once. It doesn't. So here we go. Here is clip number one from Jerry's family road trip audio diary. All right, I figured I better call in. Uh, we have been on a family vacation, and I have four kids in the car. Ouch. Along with my wife, and the ages are five months, two and a half years, seven years, and a nine-year-old. How about that? Wow, superhero. Uh, and this is Jerry from Salt Lake City, Utah. So I figured I'd call in. We had a 13-hour drive home from vacation good gracious Um, and the tricky thing about driving home from vacation is it takes twice as long it might be the (laughs) same time on the on the clock but when you're driving to your vacation (laughs) the anticipation of getting there makes the trip seem to go a little bit faster at least in my experience the drive home after everybody's tired and all vacationed out that it just drags on and on and on. 100% true. So, as you yes. can hear in the background, there is a baby uh, talking or crying, and we've got a two-year-old who's tired of being in his car seat, and we are only a little bit into this trip. 
back to Utah <laughs> uh, from the Oregon and Washington coast. So I will check in again here shortly, uh, give you an update, and we will see if uh, all the kids are still alive at the next check-in. <laughs> hey, goodbye. <laughs> all right, we'll check in soon. Bye. Okay, so that, first of all, is the very definition of hero status. My only concern with this phone call, though, buddy, is that he did not say this is how I talk, so it could be anybody. Oh, so we don't know for sure if it was Jerry. Right, right. So we still may not know someone from Utah. Interesting. Okay, to be continued. Okay, so we're going to keep going with our agenda, and we're going to check back with Jerry periodically. Perfect. Love it. Okay, so Adam, I don't know if you remember, but we had a brief discussion in our last episode about potatoes. Uh, yeah, a brief a brief chat, yeah. Just kind of pass by it. Yeah, yeah, blow through. Well, Paul felt like the next logical step was establishing the official GBI Thanksgiving meal. Yes, that's right. And so here's how he set this up to work. He did a poll, and I think it had, I don't know, 20 or 25 options on there for different parts of a Thanksgiving meal. Right, and we know our polls are unflinchingly rigid. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> So what he suggested was that the top 14 main courses and sides will be the official GBI Thanksgiving feast. And the number one thing on the poll will be the official Thanksgiving food of the Gravity Beard interns. Wow. I feel like this could either be great or disastrous. <laughs> okay. So here's the top 14 and the official Gravity Beard Thanksgiving feast. So first of all, turkey, light, and dark meat. Okay. Sweet potato casserole. Definitely. Now, if there's not additional details, it just means any or any kind you prefer. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Your variation. So, for example, gravy, gravy of any kind, whatever kind of gravy right, you prefer. Right, yeah. Stuffing, bread rolls, mm. green bean casserole, dressing, ham, canned cranberry sauce, homemade cranberry sauce. <laughs> Both made the top 14. And then for dessert, pumpkin, pecan, and apple pie. I like how we wasted one poll option distinguishing the kinds of cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had another food on there, but nope. No. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> now, Adam, I don't know if you're counting down. I've left off one item. Yeah, the, I have a feeling I know the, you're The item say. that I left off is the top vote getter in the entire poll. I think people are just voting for this because they know I hate it. <laughs> the number one item... And the official Thanksgiving food item of the Gravity Beard interns. Joy to the world. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say cheesecake. I'm like, come on, guys. But yeah, you know what, though? I like mashed potatoes. I really like mashed potatoes. I If I had a choice, I would choose french fries. But french fries is not part of a Thanksgiving meal, typically. Right. All right, Adam, well, let's move on to some polls. Yeah, which are pretty important in our group. I would almost say it's a pillar. It's a pillar of our group. It's become a pillar. Yeah. It is. Okay, so I put out the first one, and that was uh, Playground Games. So I got a little nostalgic, and this is what happened. And I actually tagged you when this happened, but I, I went out to a Christmas tree farm. Yep. 
and we went out and we cut down a, a live tree and hauled it back to the house. But this particular Christmas tree farm had a bunch of cool activities and stuff for kids. Oh, cool. And it was very cool. And one of the things they had was tetherball. Uh, I love tetherball. I don't think I've played tetherball in about 35 years. Same. And so that made me think, man, I, I'm really nostalgic for, for kids' playground games, and I wonder what everybody's most popular or favorite playground games were. So mm. I put up the poll. Foursquare got the most votes. Right behind that, rounding out the top five, was basketball, dodgeball, tag, tackle the kid with the ball, and then additional votes went to Red Rover, tetherball, and going to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Not a playground game, but cool. No, but but I, I understand that response. I totally get that, and I can identify yeah. with it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And then our friend Carrie, she added a, a very unique response. She added poker and euchre. <laughs> yeah, she's like slinging dice out there in the playground yard. <laughs> yes, taking money from the other children. Good for you. That's right. Screw those kids. All right, another poll that I put up, and, and I apologize, this one almost made Chris Osborne's head explode, Chris from Play Comics Podcast. I asked a very simple question, which was, what's your favorite superhero? Oh, I can only imagine how he reacted to that. Yeah, I think it just about melted him down, because how could a guy who has a podcast called Play Comics Podcast possibly come up with an answer? Exactly. Do you remember if you voted in this poll? I uh, Yeah, I voted for, I mean, it's kind of tough to choose, you know, but like it I voted- It is tough to choose. I voted for Thor. Oh, that's right. And, okay. And I think Superman. Spider-Man was the winner by a narrow margin over Superman. Interesting. And Spider-Man, Spider-Man is my... Spider-Man won? Yeah. And he's my favorite superhero. So coincidentally, my favorite superhero came out number one. Wow. Well, hey, you on the majority side. I was on the majority side. Therefore, I won this poll. You won the poll. I did. A win occurs when you're on the majority side. A Good win job, occurred because I was on the majority side of this. <laughs> Good job, and, man. And also, I'm the owner of a Spider-Man onesie. I think everyone knows that by now. <laughs> okay, rounding out the top five was Wolverine, The Flash, and Wonder Woman. Nice. Now, Christopher DeVos added The Dazzler, which I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. But she looked like a very cool superhero. Yeah. Okay, I threw up another quick, simple poll, and that is, do you like olives? Uh, olives are delicious. Okay, so I can't stand olives. That's not surprising. I think they taste disgusting. I think they ruin any food that they're put on because they have such a strong, horrible taste that it overwhelms the food. So, I don't know if you realize, Adam, that means we're on opposite sides of this poll. Oh, man, we're on opposite sides of the debate. Cue the music. Dun, dun, dun. So there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser of this poll, Adam, between the two of us. Uh Uh-oh. So we took it out to the group. The interns, by a ratio of two to one, do not like olives. Are you kidding me? No. Okay, well, that's that's complete. Okay, uh, you know what? That's actually kind of understandable. I get it. Olives are love, hey. But I'd like to read um, a comment from Luke Umshide. In my, in my best podcast voice, I, I, I really enjoyed his comment. He said, if you don't like the traditional black olives, you haven't tried a smooth green Kalamata with the pits. If you don't like the oily, greasy kinds, get yourself a brined Greek, almost dark red brownish one. Sorry, uh, uh, get yourself a brined Greek, almost dark reddish brown one. If the strength gets to you, try some uh, try some stuffed with something you find appealing, like feta, almond, blue cheese, prosciutto. 
If you need to start somewhere, try a little tapenade spread on a crusty piece of toast. If you want to go whole hog, a New Orleans muffaletta. I feel like that was a, an incredible answer, a comment about olives. I actually really enjoy that uh, statement because I love olive tapenade and I think he walks you through the various levels of olive enjoyment. So, shouts out to him. I think that was a very thoughtful and helpful comment by Luke. But I will say that the way I phrased the poll very carefully and I said, do you like olives of any kind in any form? And then the other side was, I don't like any olives. I think they're disgusting. So it covered <laughs> all of the olive possibilities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was carefully worded. I just appreciated that input. I do as well. But it also means, Adam, that again, I'm on the majority side of this. Man, you're like two for two today, buddy. And I am the winner of the olive poll today. (laughs) You know who's not winning? Olive Garden, because their salads have romaine lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) And although the breadsticks are delicious, that's only half the equation. (laughs) It's a third, because it's soup, salad, and bread is what you want. That's a trifecta. Oh, that's an excellent point. (laughs) All right, well, Adam, I think this is a great place for us to pause and see how Jerry is progressing on his road trip. This is really exciting. I love this. <laughs> so here's here's entry number two in Jerry's family road trip audio diary. Yes. Okay, so Jerry, check it in again. Uh, we are 666 miles from home, <laughs> according to Jeez. the GPS. And uh, felt like a, a perfect uh, mile marker to check in. So we yeah. have... Uh, one poops through diaper, um, <laughs> all the way up the baby's back. Um, oh, for food, and so gross. The two-year-old wouldn't eat anything. All he wanted to do was run around the restaurant and scream. We walked into a restaurant that was completely packed with one oh. table available, and of course, we are the loudest table there. Having yeah, of course. Kids that have been stuck in a car for hours, um, and now everybody seems to be somewhat in a food coma. Uh, other than a baby who's in and a two-year-old who's bobbing his head back and forth. So hopefully you can hear that in the background because that's I'm about ready to put on the uh, noise-canceling headphones and <laughs> plug into some Good call. Gravity Beard podcast to pass the time. So Yeah, nice. Anyway, we just left the, uh, the Dalles uh, on the Columbia River. Just outside of uh, Fort, or out of uh, Mount Hood, the Mount Hood turnoff, and we are just trying to screen through Oregon. GPS will put us home about midnight uh, in Utah time. Oh, oh, God! So that was our our quick check in, and hopefully it's an uneventful trip. But we'll call we'll call back when the kids are fighting in the background. So <laughs> check in soon. Bye. Dude, this guy is a superhero on two levels. Number one, he's calling with updates. And number two, he's doing a road trip with that age group of four four children and still somehow surviving it with 666 miles to go. Yeah, so ages nine, seven, two and a half, and five months. And and baby, right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Godspeed to you, sir. Yes. And so we're going to continue with our, with our agenda. We'll check back with you later, Jerry. Okay, on to some more polls. This is something I can't believe it took us this long to come up with this one to ask everybody, but I wanted to know who was a cat person and who was a dog person in the group. Right. By a slight margin, we have more dog people than cat people in the group. 
Okay. That seems like our group. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, Luke, Casey, and Christopher DeVos voted neither. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, Casey Jones posted, I think, what was a very interesting poll, and that is, how do you remove your pants? Ah, yeah. So the vast majority of people said they do it in a savage manner, meaning pushing down, turning at least one leg inside out, kicking and hopping around. Huh. I think that's the option. That's the option you voted on, wasn't it? Um, I don't remember. When I vote in these polls, I go with the gut and then I dismiss it. (laughs) Well, in any case, myself and a few others do it in a civilized manner. And then I like this option. Paul Chomo and Bob Haynes say they use teamwork since they're in the most perfect relationship possible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I, I I think I said, I, I, well, I would be civilized thinking about that now. I, I would, I don't do that whole dance around thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then Keith from Pop-Up Filmcast and Josh Hallmark from Our Americana said they don't wear pants. That's fair. And that's fair. And nor should they. No. If you can get away with it, you should not wear pants. Do it. Okay. Our next poll, this one was from Chris Osborne of Play Comics Podcast. He asked, which do you think is the best cartoon pilot? That's a good question. It is a good question. So Baloo edged out Launchpad McQuack just barely as the best cartoon pilot. I voted for Baloo. Oh, did you? Yep. Tailspin, okay. man. Okay, so we have a couple more polls, but before we move on, let's check in with Jerry again. Yes. So we stopped at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Never, what's wrong? I can't buy my shoes, guys. It's not helping. <laughs> you can't find your shoe? Ever, how old are you? Seven. You're seven? You're acting like a two-year-old. <laughs> you're acting like... And you can't find your shoe, and that's why we're crying? <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> well, water's leaking out of your face. Does that mean you don't have to go to the bathroom anymore? Okay. That was a check-in. We'll call you back. <laughs> oh, that was comedy gold. <laughs> totally yeah. trolled his kid on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so um, so thanks, Jerry, for clowning your own child. For I love that. Checking sake in. sake of our entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's entry number three from Jerry's Family Road Trip Audio Diary. I feel like Jerry is nailing like the dad humor. <laughs> he totally 100%, is. 100%. 100%. And, and I think Jerry and I are very similar because I would be handling that situation pretty much exactly the same way. Yeah, I don't know how I would handle that, man. That's why I married later than the kids of that age. Yeah. Actually, no, it's not true. That was his seven-year-old. So I had, I, actually, all three of them I've, I've met when they were seven. So yeah. or I've known. So There you go. Okay, so this next poll is pretty interesting. This one was posted by Bob Haynes of the Cretans Guild. He His poll was... Which character death ended your childhood? Oh, man. What a question. Yeah, what a great one. So, Bambi's mom won a, <laughs> won a close victory over Darth Vader, who came in second. Fair enough. Along with Mufasa, Old Yeller, Optimus Prime, and Yoda, who also got votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. 
And the last poll, which I'm also very excited about, was by Luke Umshide. And he put up a poll, and the purpose was to establish the official pizza of the GBI. Oh, no. So, and Liv, before we say anything about the Hawaiian pizza, it was invented in Canada. Okay. <laughs> All right, be that as it may. So, he did it a little bit similarly to the way Paul Chomo did the Thanksgiving poll, which was he listed a bunch of toppings and then he let other people add toppings. And then I guess you and I here, he didn't really say, but I think you and I can decide here. There's only a certain number of toppings usually that you put on a pizza, right? Like, right. like, like there's the Supreme and there's, you know, sure. there are, there are versions of pizza where you put kind of everything on it. Yeah. But typically people are going to put probably no more than three or four toppings on, right? Right. Okay. So what I'd like to suggest is I'm, I'm going to name off the ones that got the, the top several v- votes. And then all I'm going to stipulate is that the top, the, the ingredient, the topping that got the most votes, the official GBI pizza has to at least have that. And then it could be any combination of the other toppings. Okay. Are you cool with that? I'll go with that. Okay. So here are the ones that got were kind of in the top. Pepperoni, mushrooms, bacon, Italian sausage, and extra cheese. Those all got several votes. Okay. That sounds I, like a great a good pizza. It does. Kind of a meat lovers, actually, basically. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a meat lovers plus mushrooms, which yeah. I love. I have not named the topping that got the most votes, Adam. Oh my god. That would be pineapple. See, I just feel like that people are just saying that just to say it because they know. I don't know. All I know is is that we respect the poll in our group, Adam. That's a longstanding tradition since the beginning. We do. We do. And so the we official, do. I'll leave it up to the group. I'll leave it up to you and it's up to me. The official Gravity Beard intern pizza has at least pineapple and then any combination of the other ingredients that I listed. But, I mean, is that what people really want? Do people really want pineapple that badly on their pizza that they're going to make that the number one ingredient? All I know is, Adam, is that we ran a poll, the results were established, and there they are. I mean, the results I get are unflinchingly rigid, our polls, but (laughs) I really feel like people are not thinking through some of these choices. Okay. And I'm going to respond by saying the results are the results. (laughs) okay so that's the last of our polls but before we move on adam let's listen to another entry in jerry's family road trip audio diary dude jerry has like risen his stock in my mind so i we we might need to promote him from intern to more seasoned intern (laughs) quite possibly (laughs) quite possibly we'll have to see how the rest of the messages play out but so far yeah well we have three more and here's entry number four Hey, we're checking in. Uh, 466 miles until we get home. I put some about 1 o'clock in the morning with the time changes. Murphy, do you want to say hi? Murphy, say hi. Hi. Everett, say hi. Hi. James, say hi. Jim. Okay, he's playing on the iPad. And the baby's name is Emery. Anyway, that was our check-in. 
everybody's still alive somehow. Uh, we just finished another episode of Gravity Beard. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to stop and let kids out here in a minute so that they can run around. But I figured, why don't you guys uh, do a poll before you hear this episode and see what everybody's favorite things are for road trips. Ooh, great idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe do it a reverse reverse poll and uh, eliminate things, make everybody uh, check stuff off. Uh, would be a good compliment for a show where these are tough hits. Anyway, we'll we'll check in again, and hopefully nothing eventful happens, other than kids throwing shoes at you and yelling at you that they want to get out. <laughs> what, Murphy? What, Murph? You want to get out? Tuck and roll. You want to get out? Yeah. What? <laughs> Only six and a half hours till we get there. It's <laughs> like Lake Powell now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, we're gonna go home. We're not gonna go to Lake Powell next. Okay, check it later. Bye. All right, so he is 200 miles further into his trip and now one hour delayed from his original ETA. Yeah, so what it sounds like, he's about halfway. He's about halfway, but he's an hour behind what he thought his original arrival right. time is. Right, so everybody's alive, and it's probably about dinner time. You know, that that's the noisiest call that he, he's made so far. Right. There was the most noise from the most children. Yeah, except for the crying one. <laughs> But I also really like the poll idea. I think we should run a poll to determine what everybody's favorite things to do are on road trips. That's fair. With but I but I think in honor of Jerry, it should be in a in a car full of small children. Yeah, I don't think you could do that one as elimination poll though. I think this is going to be a results gathering. Yeah, that's probably true. Either way, it's a great idea. We will run that poll. Yep. And when you ask for a poll, you get a poll. You get a poll. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do. <laughs> okay, I just want to make a quick re- reference to something here. Did you happen to see the the post by Tiff about the greatest beer run ever? Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. What an amazing story. So yes. we're not going to get into it in detail here. We're not even going to tell the story. But it, it's a short form documentary. It's only about 13 minutes. The entire thing is up on YouTube. But basically, the idea is that there was a merchant marine from New York City in the 60s who went to Vietnam, snuck into the war zone to bring his buddies beer. I think that is like, and what better friend could you possibly have? <laughs> yes, it's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to say anything else about it. I just want to call people's attention to it. If you want to see it, literally, you just go to YouTube and search the greatest beer run ever. And you'll see you'll see the whole thirteen minute video. So it's it's amazing. Yeah. So Tiff, thanks for posting that, and, and everybody go check that out. All right. The next thing on our agenda is also from Tiff, and I thought this was great. It is what are your first three clear history making moments? And she I says, loved this. I do too. And we've said this before. There's a ton of really great stuff posted in the group. This is yeah. one of my favorite things that's ever been posted in there. I thought it was really fantastic. Yeah, that's a great question. And so I wanted to take a few minutes just to read some of people's responses because they were really, really good. So good. 
So first was Tiff's. She remembers the John Lennon assassination, Jonestown, and Reagan being shot. That's crazy. And Corey put uh, Challenger explosion and Elvis Presley's death. Paul added uh, the Nixon resignation and the first space shuttle launch. Now, Brett Lane is a little younger, but he added the fall of the Soviet Union, Hurricane Andrew, and the o- and OJ's Bronco chase. Yep. And actually, I think I've said this on the show. My friend Travis was in L.A. on a bridge with his dad when the Bronco, when the Bronco drove down the freeway. That is in- incredible to me. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Okay, so Jim Weir... Who's one of the uh, who's one of the older interns in our group? He added the assassinate. <laughs> <laughs> He's a more seasoned veteran. <laughs> I don't mean that as a shot. It's just that he was around for stuff that most of us weren't. <laughs> but but he added the assassinations of JFK, RFK, and MLK, and the moon- <laughs> and the moon landing. All of those happened in a six year period between 1963 and 1969. Think about that. That's insane. It is. My friend Ryan uh, Woodward, he put Baby Jessica and the Branch Branch Davidian standoff. Yeah. I added the Tylenol scare and the Oliver North testimony. Morgan Knowles, Chelsea's cousin, he put the runoff between Bush and Gore, 9-11, and the Iraq Iraq invasion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bonnie Chomo, the great Bonnie Chomo, she put Queen Elizabeth's wedding, JFK passing uh, in a motorcade in Chicago, and the JFK assassination. Wow. Hal Robbins put Walter Cronkite footed from Vietnam and the Manson murders. Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench added when Happy Meals were introduced. Dang. Tori put George Bush taking office, Mount St. Helens, and that one time I worked at a Christmas tree farm for four hours. (laughs) How did you lose that dream job? (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't heard the Karen L letters, that's actually a reference to that. Okay, I just want to mention this other thing real quickly. It was something that Paul Choma posted. But Paul did the group an enormous favor by posting a link to the YouTube channel called Yovo68. Did you see this? I did not see this. So this is the description of the group. The 11-foot-8 bridge is a railroad trestle over Gregson Street in Durham, North Carolina. And it has earned a reputation for its rigorous enforcement of the laws of physics. No truck taller than 11 feet, 8 inches will pass under the stubborn piece of infrastructure, (laughs) period. On this channel, we document the various attempts of hapless drivers trying to get past this bridge. I love those. Yes. So literally, this is a YouTube channel of people crashing into this bridge, like not successfully going under this bridge. I just wanted to, again, bring this to everyone's attention. Find it on YouTube if you want to. The site is YOVO68. It's really, really funny. That's I there. I found like one of those yeah, years ago like that. And my favorite are obviously catastrophic events where like the truck just like explodes or whatever. Right. But I also like the ones where the truck is just too tall. So it goes, it's like, just goes and like shaves off the top of the truck. <laughs> or gets wedged <laughs> under the bridge. <laughs> That's classic. That is yeah. classic. All right, Adam. How about entry number five from the Jerry Family Road Trip audio diary? Okay, well, if anything like last time, it should be a little after dinner by this point, two <laughs> yeah, miles in. I don't know. Let's find out. Gil, so we wanted to check in because we decided to get off so the kids could go to the bathroom, and uh, some police officer just pulled up behind us. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so we pulled over, and he pulled the guy over in front of us. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> so... Anyway, we're getting off the. <laughs> we're 
we're still behind him, and he's still pulling this guy over. So <laughs> it was a near miss. He turned his lights on right behind us. I said, man, he's coming up quick on us. Oh, that's so terrifying. And sure enough, he pulled over the car right in front of us. So awesome. Yes. So, near miss. We'll let you know. We get one. Because <laughs> I don't tend to drive slow. We'll check in soon. <laughs> we don't intend to drive slow. Yeah, well, hey, man. When you got that kind of uh, chaos going on in the background, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. You just want to get it over as quickly as possible. That's All correct. Right, so that's entry number five from the Jerry Family Road Trip Audio Diary. <laughs> we have but one entry left, and we'll do it later. The aforementioned Brad Cranford, my old college roommate, mm-hmm. he posted something very funny, and it was about the largest Frito chili pie, the world's record for the largest Frito chili pie. That's insane. It is. And those are delicious. So, yes. Texas fact of the day. The world's largest Frito chili pie in history was made at the State Fair of Texas in 2012. That's very recent, actually. Yeah. I, th- I would have thought it was a long time ago, but th- here's why it was done in 2012. It was in partnership between Frito-Lay and the State Fair to celebrate the 80th anniversary of Frito's corn chips. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And actually, the reason why they did it in cooperation with the Texas State Fair is, is because Frito-Lay is based here. Oh, really? Yeah. So here are the stats on the world's largest Frito chili pie. Okay. 635 bags of chips, 660 cans of chili, 580 bags of shredded cheese. It officially weighed 1,325 pounds and served 5,000 people. So that is amazing. Um, And I can't find it, but do you know how many ingredients are in Frito-Lay's? Corn no, chips? No, I have no idea. Like four. It's corn, corn oil, uh, and like one or two other things like water or something. It's like three or four ingredients. It's ridiculous. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that out today. Well, that's very interesting. Well, there you go. Okay, Adam, how about some hotline messages? Oh, please play some hotline messages. In a recent staff meeting tradition, I have not listened to these. <laughs> now even the calls are getting cursory. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Adam, here's our first message. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Mrs. Swan, okay? This is how I talk. Oh, okay. Okay. So I listen to your show. Thank you. And you sound like a beard. Huh. You sound like a beard with gravity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when I listen... Did you did you grab your beard? My beard didn't grow. My chin hair they get too long. I don't know why this happened. You have to stop. Why no listen to your show no more, okay? <laughs> okay, bye. Wow, the celebrity from uh, Mad TV, right? Is that who that was? I think so. Yeah, she is the Swan, right? Miss Swan. I didn't understand the introduction, and so... It, yeah, I, I think that's her, that, that he looking like a man. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, celebrity calling. Well, it, that shouldn't surprise anybody anymore. We get lots no. of those. No, but she did say, you know, something about the you know the, the gravity beard, so... Well, I, I do apologize to her. Apparently, what she was explaining is that when she listens to our show, it causes her chin hairs to grow. Right. I mean, it is kind of like a manly 
you know, inspiring tool. It's kind of a tonic. Right. <laughs> it's a bit of a beard tonic. It's an elixir. Right. It's an elixir. There you go. That was the word I was actually looking for. Elixir. <laughs> Thank you. Why am I digging into my lexicon of antique words? <laughs> You're the one that has the, has the plethora of, of antique words. I am here at your service. Indeed. Okay. Well, in any case, even though your, your chin hairs are growing, please continue to listen to our show. And also, we would love to hear from you again on the hotline. Yeah, and we'll make every effort to, you know, make sure we curb that for you specifically. Right. If there's any way we can tweak the show so where you can still listen, but it doesn't cause your chin hairs to grow, we'll look into that. As a matter of fact, we happen to have a science expert on our staff. We'll put him to work on that. Yes. Corey, Science Thing with Science Face, why don't you go ahead and saddle up your horses? Yeah, will you figure out how we can adjust our show so that this nice woman can continue to listen, but it doesn't cause her chin hairs to grow? Correct. You're on it. Excellent. Okay, here's our next message. All right. Okay. (laughs) We're being infiltrated by maniacal laugh. (laughs) You know what? I would love to have a weekly feature called the evil laugh of the week. (laughs) Well, I think this might be the uh, gravity beard maniacal laugh of the week yeah so congratulations we would award you (laughs) of all the evil laughs we got this week right yours sir was the best (laughs) it was the best congratulations yeah we had to sift through several of them but so many i only played my favorite i only played the winner (laughs) i had countless evil laughs on the hotline i only played the one the one because yours sir was the best Right. Well, bravo. Well done. Exactly. I agree. Here's our next message. Hey, this is Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42. Hey, buddy. What a great voice. And this is how I plug my show on your show. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything, but after work, I like to stop at the Speedway and get an energy drink. Sure. Fair enough. Um, the zero calories, zero sugar one, mind you. And I used to get a small can of Pringles, the barbecued ones. Um, well, the Pringles are making me fat, so I switched to peanuts. Mm. And whoever designed mm. the packaging of gas station peanuts should be shot. I mean, <laughs> eating peanuts out of a tube while trying to drive <laughs> your car in Florida traffic is just insane. You can't get your stubby fingers in there. Peanuts <laughs> go flying out of the tube onto your floor. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like two peanut manufacturers don't drive. That's all I got. And that's my rant. Have a good day. Okay, he brings up a lot of valid points. Yeah, he does. Peanut, peanut eating on the go, not easy. And that's a road trip thing. Yeah, and, and I think peanuts should be pretty high on the list of road trip foods, but the packaging prevents that. Right, and it's also the same thing with sunflower seeds. If you oh get like gosh, the shell, yes. you know, yes. it's 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 a disaster. You can't get them in. You basically dump the bag in your mouth, and then they go everywhere every time. Hundred percent, every time. And I'd like to point out that I think he has a good voice for radio. He definitely does, he, and he's and got he's a great show. That's yeah. Chris, that's Christopher DeVos from Podcast Forty Two. In case you didn't hear his shameless promotion at the beginning, it's kind of like varmints. <laughs> <laughs> Educational podcast about animals. <laughs> okay, Adam, let's move on to our next message. 
He can do his Dunsky in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel really, really badly for him. Yeah, but don't worry. You'll make it, Luke. Um, you know, just keep at it. Keep going. You're doing great. We look forward to seeing you. I mean, you're going farther away from me by going from Florida to Texas. I think that's great, though. You're going to love seeing Tove. Well, he hasn't found out, but at the moment, he's going farther away from both of us. Right. He is going in the wrong direction. As he is heading to our nation's capital. Right. Maybe he can say a few things. Yeah. Not not to the North Texas area, which is where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds and hundreds of miles away. (laughs) Man. Well, but again, I mentioned this before. Luke is very persistent. I have the utmost confidence that he'll arrive. It's going to be great when we finally get to see him. All right. Well, Adam, that's all we have. But before we go, yeah, why don't we listen to one more entry from Jerry's Family Road Trip Audio Diary? Ah, the conclusion episode. Here we go. Let's see how this wraps up. I'm dying to know myself. <laughs> all right. This is Jerry checking in again. If you can't hear, I've got three out of four that are asleep. Victory. Nice. Uh, one is crying. We're 88 miles from home, and it's wow. just about midnight. So yeah, one final little push. That's great behind me. Um, anyway, things that I've learned on this uh, on this trip: melatonin is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get your kids to fall asleep with that, bring lots of pillows and blankets. That way, they can try to stay somewhat comfortable and stay asleep longer. Uh, Another thing that uh, I learned on this one was make sure you've got lots of podcasts or music to listen to. And uh, phone noise canceling headphones are fantastic. <laughs> totally illegal for driving, but I understand. So for all those long drives, make sure you have a pair of noise canceling headphones. <laughs> all right, final push. I'll let you know when we hit the hit the house. Wow. That was incredible. Okay, so one thing that stood out to me about that is he gave a very good tip. He said, make sure you have plenty of podcasts to listen to. Yeah. I just want to point out to people that are hearing this, you only need one podcast to listen to because we've done over 175 episodes. Yeah, it seems like that's pretty like a no-brainer. So you'd have to go on a really, really long road trip to use up all of our Gravity Beard episodes. Right. I do also want to point out that noise canceling headphones while driving is totally illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but they're effective nonetheless, Adam. But I can't say that I would fault a single person for doing it in that situation. That's true. But still, oh my goodness, an over 13 hour drive. He's pulling into the house at 1.30 in the morning. Right. And now he has to wake up the sleeping kids. Oh my gosh. Which is... Messy. Am I right, Chris? Isn't life messy sometimes? Life can be incredibly messy, Adam. That's correct. <laughs> or delicious. Or deliciously historical. <laughs> All right. But above anything else, Jerry, thank you so much. That was a special treat for us on this episode. Yep. That you shared with us six parts of your family road trip audio diary. And I would like to officially promote you to more seasoned intern. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But seriously, thank you for thinking enough of our show that you you captured part of your family road trip and shared it with us on the show. 
Yeah, I th- and also the execution to do so when all that chaos was going on. Yes. And you trolled your kid brilliantly. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. That was textbook use of the Gravity Beard hotline. Absolutely. That's a clear definition, if anybody was wondering. It absolutely is. Okay. Well, Adam, that concludes this week's staff meeting. What a great meeting. It really was. So just a few notes. If you're not on our Facebook group, please come join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. It's an endless source of entertainment of all kinds, as you can tell. The number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. You can find our show on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. I'm on another very fun show with Sarah Stapleton called Life is Messy. Adam can also be found on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis. If you found this show, you know where to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. The catchy tune you're listening to now is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host. This meeting is adjourned. So let it be written, so let it be done. Keith just sent me a message. He's like, you're not doing quick hits, are you? F*** you guys.